At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. line Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you live from the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa on a Tuesday this 10th day of August and it is hour number two of the program time to get into some more Major League Baseball for your Tuesday card and we will begin with a very good matchup in the American League East things starting to get tight here under 50 games left in the regular season the Rays and the Red Sox at Fenway Park and the Red Sox have really been struggling they've lost eight out of their last 10 and what a loss it was that they took over the weekend to the Toronto Blue Jays. Looked like they were cruising in that game and George Springer walks it off at the end there to get the Red Sox another one in the loss column. The Tampa Bay Rays, meanwhile, they lead the American League East and they've been hot. They've won four in a row. Tonight it'll be Luis Patino taking on Eduardo Rodriguez. This is at 410 Pacific, 710 p.m. Eastern. And the Sox are a small favorite here at BetMGM West. Minus 125 and 10 for your total. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the favorite here that the market's not going to like, and that's the Boston Red Sox. And look, 
not a lot of reasons to like Boston lately. Two and eight, their last 10. Tampa Bay, by the way, into their last 10. They swept the last series with the Red Sox in July. Between them, Tampa Bay is five, has won five of nine of the season meetings against Boston. And you've got the youngster, Luis Patino, 21 years old, one of the youngest players on any Major League Baseball roster. He was part of that Blake Snell trade that sent Snell to San Diego. So he is going to go for Tampa Bay tonight. But I'm playing Boston a little bit here and buying a little bit low buying on some weakness here because you do have Eduardo Rodriguez and Erod when you look at some of his numbers it's like wow well, this guy's hadn't been very good this year 533 on his ERA but his xFIP is 330 that's almost a two run difference so that's kind of a buy low type of spot here 367 on the batting average balls in play so that indicates he's been pretty unlucky this year when you really look at the advanced numbers now the Red Sox bats have got to speed up they've gone cold uh, last two weeks they're just 20th in Major League Baseball and weighted on base average and you know I think the the Red Sox nation has been kind of a little bit disappointed because this team did not make a lot of moves at the deadline they made for Kyle Schwarber but look you already had J.D. Martinez and maybe Kyle Schwarber, and look, I'm a big Kyle Schwarber fan. I thought maybe some other teams should have looked at getting him at the deadline, but he's probably not going to be back in the lineup or in the lineup at all, really, until the end of the month. But look, I, I just look at this, and the Red Sox have been a very strong home team, 33-22 and 22 at Fenway this season, averaging about 5.16 runs a game. Now Tampa Bay, in their own right, has been very good on the road this season, but you're starting to see the price drop a little bit on the Red Sox. Anything a dollar twenty or less, I think it's a dollar twenty-five at BetMGM. But there's some dollar twenties, dollar nineteens out there in the market. I'm going to buy low here on Boston. All right, very good. Let's go over to the National League East, where the Nationals will be in New York to take on the New York Mets. And you think Boston's struggling? So are the New York Mets. They've lost four in a row and eight out of their last ten. They've surrendered their lead in the division now trail the Phillies by two and a half games. Now the Nationals are a real long shot to get back into the mix in the division. 300 to one, I believe, uh, locally to win that National League East. And the Mets are a huge favorite here. It's going to be Carlos Carrasco on the bump taking on Paulo Espino. And this is a 410 Pacific, 710 p.m. Eastern start. Minus 225 in favor of the Metropolitans on the money line west with a total of eight and a half. Kind of like the old over here at eight and a half. I think Espino has been kind of lucky here. 481 on the XFIP. That's a run higher than his ERA. So I think his luck maybe could run out a little bit. He had an ERA as low as about just a little bit over two a few weeks ago, but starting to not be able to strand as many runners. He's allowing more hits and runs. Uh, and you look at the at the New York side, Carlos Garasco is are these low walks sustainable he's made two starts back from the dl and has not been bad 324 era 286 on the xfip so i think you've got some looming regression for both of these pitchers and that drives me to the over eight and a half well we are on opposite sides of the fence on that one i actually played under in that one under the eight and a half and your case certainly makes sense but the mets just haven't been hitting the ball as of late and the nationals offense uh for as many players that they have in that lineup that can hit the ball of course trade 
Turner's gone now, but I went under the eight and a half and that one. We'll sweat that one out and see who comes out on top between the Nationals and the Mets. Wes on the over, I'm on the under. This is the Lombardi line here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Welcome in to all of you just now joining us, and it's time to revert over to college football here. Bruce Marshall now joins the program. He's a frequent contributor here on the network. You can find his work in our tremendous college football betting guide. He is also the editor of the Gold Sheet. Good morning to you, Bruce. Been a while since we've spoken, my friend. Yes. Uh, how you doing, uh, Brady? Yeah, we got the yeah, college football not too far away, man. Yeah. Now, you attend typically all these media days for a number of different conferences. Did you make the trip around the country to do that again this year? I only went uh, to Charlotte for the uh, ACC this year, which I hadn't been to before. I've been to all of them except the ACC, but that was kind of neat because we spend about half our time in Florida now, so it was an easy hop up to Charlotte. Uh, so that was uh, neat. I was just there for the first day, so I missed Dabo Day, which would have been Clemson Day, too. But uh, the coastal half of the loop with Mac Brown and the rest, it was neat just to see some different people up there and make some different contacts. So uh, that's the only one I saw this summer was uh, the ACC. Well, we are going to talk Big 12 today. Of course, that was a conference that you featured in our college football betting guide. And Oklahoma is the favorite. Their season win total is 11. Basically, that has them winning or losing one game out of 12, the number 11 there. Iowa State is the second choice. Their number is 9.5 as far as a season win total. Then the Longhorns of Texas at 8. Bruce, I've thrown this question out to a few people on the network, and it may be a real stretch here, but I, but I wonder if uh, you have an opinion on this. With the Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns uh, making it known that they're going to move to the SEC, now it's a long ways away, might not be for four seasons from now, but is that at all a distraction? Is there any actionable betting angle that we can possibly take against these two teams? Do the kids even know what's going on? Is there anything there that we can latch on to? I don't think so, uh, Brady, but again, like everything, we'll just see how this uh, plays out. I mean, if if anything, you would think, okay, Oklahoma and Texas might be wearing a bigger target than normal, but they always do. And so I don't know that they're, the fact they're going to be leaving at some point in the next four years is going to change that. They're, they're always a big game for whoever they play, so I don't think that dynamic has changed any. So at the moment, uh, I, I don't think that, that's a handicappable thing, but I reserve the right to change my opinion if we see developments that suggest otherwise. Bruce, uh, look, Oklahoma is the favorite, and you wrote up the Big 12 for the VSIN College Football Betting Guide, and you listed Oklahoma and Iowa State as the favorites. Uh, everybody's kind of, I think, gearing toward the Sooners, but how big of a buyer are you on Iowa State this year in terms of, of uh, maybe that they have something that this isn't going to be just a runaway for Lincoln Riley and company? Well, I'm a, I'm a pretty big buyer on them, and I think uh, the dynamics here with Matt Campbell, I mean, this this is the, the team heavily senior-laden, and, and I know that he's on the radar. Well, we know some major colleges have looked other higher-level programs in Iowa State, although he's lifted the Cyclones up pretty high. I've looked at him in the past, and so has the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised if he moved on after this year uh, to the NFL, so we'll just keep an eye on that. But almost everybody is back. He got a big bonus from Brock Purdy, his quarterback, decided not to enter the draft. Uh, he's a potential first-round pick uh, next April. Brees Hall comes back. The defense is back almost in mass. It's a very good defense, hard to run against. 
But what I like most about Iowa State is they play a little different style than everybody else in the Big 12, and most everybody else in college football, which is spreading the ball you know, out and they're throwing, throwing fast pace and all. Iowa State, a little bit of a throwback team. I mean, they, 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 they catch you off balance because they like to run. It's a run first, a little slower-paced offense. And I think that works to Iowa State's favor. Um, and Campbell's a very, very shrewd guy. I've said in the past, all the coaches I've talked to at media days in the past, he might be the smartest guy I've talked to. He's very impressive uh, when you talk to him. He knows what's going on, and you can tell in the, in the, in the, in the performances. The schedule also breaks pretty well. Key game for them is going to be Iowa which is the second game, and that's been a big hurdle for Iowa State uh, in the Campbell years, but they get the Hawkeyes in Ames, uh, and there's a very good chance they knock off Iowa. They're going to hit conference play 3-0, and and then full steam ahead probably until November. I could see them being unbeaten in November uh, when Texas and Oklahoma show up, but I expect them to be in the Big, big 12 title game against the Sooners, and uh, we'll see what happens. Bruce, what about the Texas Longhorns? They are 12-1 to to win the conference, and, of course, they make a change at head coach. Steve Sarkeesian is in. Tom Herman is out. Do you feel the move to Sarkeesian is going to be a big upgrade for Texas? I'm not sure, but I, I think if they stay where they were, they were very close with Herman. And, by the way, there's some people in Austin who didn't think uh, Herman should have been fired. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how this works out. But Sarkeesian... Deserves another chance now. He's rehabilitated his career and his reputation while at Alabama under uh, Nick Saban. Uh, but just take a look at Texas uh, last year. Uh, the losses were very close. TCU by two points, Oklahoma in four overtimes, and then by three points to Iowa State. So they were very, very close. Now they do have to replace Sam Ellinger, their quarterback, who's moved down to the NFL, where we will see him in the summer for the Indianapolis Colts, I believe. Uh, so that's going to be a, a, an issue here, but maybe not. I mean, we saw Casey Thompson look really good in the bowl game last year when they routed uh, Colorado. They like Hudson Card. B. John Robinson, the running back, could be really ready to explode. Sarkeesian will probably lean on the run a little bit more than Herman did, uh, but they were pretty close last year, and I, and I don't know. I thought that eight was a little bit low. Um, there's a good chance they hit. Conference play 3-0. They're going to have to get by Arkansas. Very interesting game. Uh, the second game is at Arkansas, 52 years after the game of the century in, in Fayetteville. So we know that's going to get some interest. But if And the Raging Cajuns in the opener, and Rice isn't, isn't a pushover either. Uh, but if they hit conference play 3-0, I think they're going to clear that nine rather handily. They clear that eight rather handily. And uh, maybe be a possible spoiler in this league. We'll see. Bruce, if you talk about a clearly defined top three here with Oklahoma, Iowa State, and obviously you're very high on Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns in his first year, there's kind of a bunch of muck here in the middle where there's a lot of teams where there's not, uh, doesn't seem at least on the surface to be a ton of separation. And I'm talking like Oklahoma State, TCU, West Virginia, Kansas State, Baylor, Texas Tech, Kansas, obviously down their way at the bottom with Lance Leopold coming to take over in Lawrence and, and not very many ex expectations at least for the first year of those six teams kind of in the middle you know a little bit who do you think steps out from that bunch and maybe emerges as one of the top teams in the league well the threat i mean some people have put oklahoma state and even ranked this the cowboys above texas i'm not sure about that i've been i'm unconvinced about spencer sanders a quarterback he's been there a couple years mike gunny's got a great record there at oklahoma state uh, but and and this coordinator Jim Knowles on the defensive side is very underrated. But but I think the team I would watch is TCU. Uh, Gary Patterson has won pretty big in the past there. 
Um, took a little step back the last couple of years, but I like the quarterback, Max Duggett. I mean, he is really, really good uh, as a runner. I mean, he's a little bit of a he's, he's rough hewn there. I mean, he, he, you can't tackle this guy one on one. His passing got better last year, and if he can up that element of his game, he's going to be a lot more effective. But the defense, I think, should bounce back. The schedule's not. I mean, I mean, they open up at Duquesne. Come on, uh, TCU. What are you doing playing Duquesne first? But Duquesne, Cal, SMU. They could hit three, and those are all in Fort Worth before they hit Texas on October two. So I think TCU is the side I would watch. Duggan is a player who could really emerge as a factor this year, and they're the team I think that would most likely challenge the top three in the league. Bruce Marshall is our guest. You can find his work in our college football betting guide. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe to get that. You can also find him as the editor of the Gold Sheet, talking a little Big 12 conference football here. And let's look at uh, some of the games that are going on in week one of college football. This one will go on September the 4th, Labor Day weekend there in Houston, Texas. And it'll be Texas Tech, the Red Raiders going across the state to visit the Houston Cougars. And Texas Texas Tech is a small favorite here over Dana Holgerson's boys, Bruce. What's your take on this game on September 4th? Brady, I, I actually think this might be one of the more interesting and pivotal games in, in week one. You've got two programs there with a couple of coaches who need to show something in their in their third year, Texas Tech especially. Uh, and uh, with Matt Wells in his third year, uh, they, it has not gone quite to plan the first couple of years. So he's under a little bit of pressure there. And I think Dana is at Houston, too. They brought, they paid a lot of money to bring him in there from West Virginia, and they have been very, very disappointing. Texas Tech has got the transfer quarterback from Oregon. Uh, uh, Tyler Schuff is now probably going to be taking snaps uh, this year. But th- this is a spot, if Texas Tech has made an upgrade like I think, uh, the defense has been improving. Uh, for uh, for Matt Wells and uh, Keith Patterson's defense, I think is uh, you know has helped Texas Tech on that end. But if Shuff can deliver on offense, I think maybe Texas Tech's decide to look at here. They had better win that. If they can win that, they lose this. It could set the tone for the whole season. I would be leaning to the Red Raiders a little bit here, though. Bruce, the defense kind of led West Virginia last year. Not so much necessarily. I mean, they had that awkward uh, game against Army in the Liberty Bowl, but you do lose a lot of personnel, even in the era of the super senior. The Mountaineers do lose a lot, especially in the secondary. Going on the road, small favorite, about minus four at Maryland. And look, I follow the Big Ten closely. Matt Humans and I split those duties for the betting guide this time around. But look, with Maryland, Mike Loxley has done a good job at least recruiting. Maryland recruiting certainly has taken an upgrade and he was a very good recruiter on Nick Saban's staff at Alabama but you haven't really seen it materialize on the field yet what do you make Mountaineers Terrapins resuming that rivalry they hadn't played in a few years yeah well that's I'm glad you mentioned that last part because this used to be a, sort of an annual uh, matchup there in the old days uh, and you know nearby uh, uh, schools there they're playing this one in College Park um, I like the fact you know, West Virginia is experienced at quarterback. Deggie has had a full offseason, the Bowling Green transfer. Last year he didn't, and he still performed fairly well last year. During the season for West Virginia, like you said, they got in the bowl game that beat Army in a very awkward game, but they won that one. Defense is going to be the key here for West Virginia if they can play to the level it did last year when it was very good, including a number one ranking nationally in pass defense. So uh, they do have some replacing to do on that side of the ball, but Neil Brown has sort of slowed down the pace a little bit there. Uh, from his uh, all-out air raid attacks he had down at Detroit. I am not. I need more evidence on Mike Loxley 
uh, at, at Maryland because I remember what happened at New Mexico, uh, mm-hmm. where it was the worst demolition job I've ever seen. And I know the recruiting has supposedly gone up, but I mean, this is sort of what Loxley does brings in all the recruits. He can't tries to recruit at a higher level and then fits the guys in once they're there and tries to mold them. And I like bringing Dan Enos in as his coordinator and offense might help, but I'm taking West Virginia here and it's mostly a vote against Loxley in these, in these uh, spots. Um, and I, I think West Virginia with Daggy another year under his belt here, I think he'll be very effective for Neil Brown. Bruce, another game on that Saturday, September the 4th, the Stanford Cardinal going to Manhattan to take on Kansas State. And Stanford, there's not a lot of expectations for David Shaw down on the farm this year in the Pac-12. And K-State was pretty competitive out of the gate early last season, then fell off in the second half of the year. But uh, I'm a little surprised that Stanford is laying a point and a half here on the road. Obviously, that's nearly a pick game. What are your thoughts on this one, K-State and Stanford? Yeah, uh, you know, pretty uh, interesting opener here. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, this one might be played in Arlington. I'm not sure. I want to double-check that. There might, this might be a neutral site game. Uh, Kansas State last year disappointed. But I think COVID might have had something to do with that last year with Kansas State, some of the problems. The offense, they had to run several quarterbacks in there. Skylar Thompson seems to have been there since the 1990s. Uh, but he's still with quarterback. I think it's his sixth, it's his sixth year. I like what Deuce Vaughn did, the running back, but this offense didn't work last year, and part of the problem was some of the issues they had at quarterback. T.J. Rubley's son is a freshman uh, who might eventually take snaps there at quarterback, but I think they do have some issues uh, there on the Kansas State side. I'm not sure what to make of Stanford right now uh, coming in. Uh, you know, We'll see. They need uh, Davis Mills' has graduated quarterback. They haven't been able to run the balls effectively in recent years. So I, this one, I'm still trying to struggle to find an edge. I, I sort of want to see both of these teams play before getting too excited about either of them, especially Stanford, because, uh, uh, you know, it's been a little bit different the last couple of years for David Shaw. This is a, a big season for him. They're not at home until for their first three games, too. So uh, they will be tested early in the season, including this one. But I think this is really a toss-up like that number suggests. Bruce, cycling back to the Texas Longhorns here and got about a couple minutes left. Uh, Texas is going to host uh, Louisiana Lafayette. I know this is looks like on the surface, okay, guarantee game here, but ULL getting some support on the market, though. I think it was 10, now seen as low as 9 in the market. Billy Napier had his best year down there with the Raging Cajuns last season. So is this kind of a, a landmine spot here in the first game for Texas? Yes, it is, Wes, and this is very, very crucial. And, and, and the Raging Cajuns have almost everybody back from last year. And Levi Lewis, now one of those quarterbacks, has been there for a long time, except a couple of their top runners. And they, they had those guys for a couple of years, but almost the entire roster is back. And they were 10 and 1 last year. Um, really, really a dangerous side. And they beat Iowa State rather handily in the opener. So I'm sure that's got Steve Sarkeesian's uh, attention here. Uh, so, in, absolutely, it's not a layup at all. I mean, and we saw the Sun Belt teams do pretty well in non-conference play last year. We mentioned what Louisiana did. We saw what Arkansas State did at Kansas State last year. So, this is going to be a challenging opener for Texas. And I think an indicator where this is going, we'll find out really quick. Like I said, uh, the Raging Cajuns, Arkansas, and Rice, which I think is a sleeper in Conference USA, that's a pretty tough opening three for Texas. I think they survived this one. I'm not so sure I want to lay all the points against a veteran team. Any sort of win for Texas will be good here. The fans might be upset if they only win by three points, but that would be a good result for Texas, and I think it will be something like that. In the opener in Austin, 
All right, Bruce, great stuff. Appreciate the work there in the college football betting guide, and I'm sure we'll talk with you throughout the college football season. Coming up in 18 days from now, my friend. Thanks, Bruce. Okay, boys, talk to you down the road. Thank you, Bruce. All right, that is Bruce Marshall. Again, check out his work. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe, what he's done there in the college football guide and also as the editor of the Gold Sheet. When we come back, we'll continue the Major League Baseball card for your Tuesday, see if we can find a couple more plays here inside the Lombardi line at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back to the program. The Lombardi line right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Time to talk a little more baseball. And uh, this one looks like a mismatch according to the odds, Wes. The Chicago White Sox on the road at Minnesota. And here at BetMGM, they are minus 160 favorites on the money line for your total in the ballgame, 10.5. And we know the Minnesota Twins have been scoring runs as of late. This one will be Dallas Keuchel against Griffin Jack. Jack's just two and one on the year. The ERA all the way up close to six. And Keuchel, I've said this a number of times. If I'm going to fade anybody on that Chicago staff, Dylan Cease and Dallas Keuchel are probably the two guys. This one goes down at 5:10 Pacific, 8:10 p.m. Eastern time. The White Sox were struggling after the All-Star break, but uh, as of late, they have won four in a row and really have a stranglehold on that AL Central division. I did add the Twins. I mentioned this earlier in the program, just my lunch money parlay. I did put the Twins as an underdog on that, and it looks like they're seeing a little bit of money here. Yeah, Griffin Jacks has already faced the White Sox once this season. It was actually about three starts ago on July 19th. Went four innings, but struck out six. Only gave up one earned run and one hit. It was a it was a solo shot, but look, He's been pretty solid here. Now, I think some regression eventually is coming for Griffin Jacks. When you look at these numbers, he's not a guy that necessarily go, goes past the fifth inning. I think he's only been past the fifth inning basically in one start this season. But you look at Jax's numbers, 419 on the ERA, but 605 on the XFIP, 190 batting average balls in play. So I think regression is coming. I don't know, though, necessarily if it's tonight against the Chicago White Sox, because like you said, Dallas Keuchel's been pretty pedestrian this year. The Minnesota Twins also haven't been playing bad ball lately. They took three or four in Houston from the Astros. Now, they got Houston at a good time right off that Dodgers series last week. So, you know, Minnesota, I think, is one of those teams, and this is where you got to be careful with some of these teams that know they're out of it. You have teams that know they're out of it and resign to their fate that seemingly keep playing and keep at least giving decent efforts and can surprise as underdogs. Minnesota Twins have been one of them. On the other side, that team like the Pittsburgh Pirates have been almost a bet against every day. A lot of that is because the Reds have absolutely owned them, and you're going to see a lot of Pirates-Reds here over the next you know month and a half, two months left in the season. So, you know, some of these teams look like they've mailed it in, but I don't think Minnesota's one of them. Well, you talked about the Houston Astros and the Twins with that very successful series over the weekend in Houston, Texas. The Astros were remain at home and they welcome the Colorado Rockies to town. We spoke about this one with Will Hill. He and I are both favoring the Astros here. Uh, interesting on the total though. I really got the worst of the number. I played under eight and a half and we're seeing the move to the over West. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Gray, I think, uh, probably thought, maybe not as much as Trevor Story, thought that he might get dealt. They seem to want to extend John Gray. I know the GM in Colorado has said as much that they want to bring him back. And and he's been uh, and he's been okay. He's been solid, really, since, since that break. So, uh, you know, Jake Odorizzi, you look at the numbers, though, 528 on the ERA, 41 on the XFIP. He walks about three guys a game, or three guys at least per nine innings. The home runs just under two per nine innings. So he has been certainly erratic this year at certain points. So tough to maybe lay a, l a little bit of this price, I think, here with Jake Odorizzi. So, uh, you know, but but Houston, I think after that disappointing series against the Twins, maybe they they have their full attention on this one. Certainly, the market believes so, and has moved toward Jake Odorizzi, despite the fact that John Gray has at least been solid. And 
amidst a Colorado team that hasn't had a lot of good news or much to smile about this season. Yeah, not especially on the road. <clears throat> now, they have won four in a row, but I do think it is a good spot for Houston catching the Rockies on the road. The Arizona Diamondbacks have not been great on the road either. They will be in San Francisco. The Giants return home from a very successful trip against the Milwaukee Brewers, taking two out of three at Miller Park, and they're big favorites tonight. Minus 220 on the money line with a total of eight. Zach Gallon taking on Alex Wood, the Giants have 71 wins on the year. Yeah, boy, this is kind of eerily reminiscent maybe of when Houston went to the Dodgers and then got the Twins at home, a team they should lay over, and they did anything but doing that. So, you know, you look, now it's a big leap of faith to take Arizona here at about plus 180 at BetMGM. They're plus 190 in the market. But I don't know if I'd be laying this with Alex Wood here. Alex Wood was a little shaky in his last start, and I do think – the Giants are here to stay, but I do think at least some pitching regression is coming. So small lean to Arizona, maybe split half and half money line, run line, but I have not gotten involved as of yet. Yeah, I did not get involved in the side, but I did play under eight runs. Of course, Oracle Park, a pitcher's park. We'll see if Zach Gallon and Alex Wood can keep the scoring down tonight up by the Bay. We'll come back and talk more baseball. We'll take a look at the division, see if there's anybody there besides the Philadelphia Phillies that Wes Reynolds likes when we return on the Lombardi line. and college football betting guide is here. Start your football season out on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team in college football. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college football betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you inside the Lombardi line. The last portion of the program here before we throw it down to the Circa Resort and Casino for Mike Palm and the Nuts. And Wes, we were talking baseball, specifically the Tuesday card. But let's go bigger picture here and take a look at the odds to win the division in Major League Baseball. You and I have noted around 50 games, a little less than 50 games left in the regular season and still time to get in on some of these division odds. We also mentioned when we were speaking with Will Hill, the San Francisco Giants are the only team in baseball that's leading their respective division that is not a favorite to win it. What is your take on the National League West? Well, uh, look, I think it's going to come down to Giants and Dodgers. I've been a little bit of a seller on the Padres, despite the fact that they are still leading the wild card because I've got concerns about that bullpen being overused. They're one of the best bullpens in baseball, but they're also one of the most taxed and used bullpens in baseball. Even getting Daniel Hudson from the Nationals at the deadline line. 
I still have a little bit of concern about the San Diego Padres. Now, the schedule is kind of easing up a little bit. They just had a series with Arizona. They have the Miami Marlins, who are 19 under 500 in. So maybe a get-right spot because all of a sudden, you look in this wild card with the San Diego Padres and the Cincinnati Reds, albeit a very disappointing last loss last night against the Indians on the road for Luis Castillo. Reds are only three and a half back of the wild card all of a sudden, and now they've got Nick Castellanos back in the lineup. So this is a team that's going to get it done offensively. Now, whether they get it done in the bullpen still begs the question even at this point in the season so I can understand why the Dodgers because I think it's still priced in from the preseason where they were such an overwhelming favorite in the division and really you know in the World Series had the shortest price on the futures board so I kind of understand that I do think the Giants are going to be in it to stay they're going to make the playoffs I don't know if it's going to be the wild card or if they're going to win the West division so look this is probably the lowest spot you're going to get on the Dodgers if you if you want to get in at this standpoint because I think it's only going to increase obviously with the addition of Scherzer and Turner and that potent lineup let's take a look you mentioned the Cincinnati Reds in that dogfight for the wild card with the San Diego Padres now in a three and a half game gap there the Padres leading Cincinnati in the race for the NL wild card they are six and a half games back in the NL central of the division leading Milwaukee Brewers now the Brewers are even money to win the division the Reds are at six and a half to one plus 650 uh, is it uh, unthinkable that the Reds can go ahead and win this division? It's not unthinkable, but it is unlikely. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, even though that's not a big number to overcome when you have these many games left on the schedule, like I said, the problem with the Reds is that bullpen. Mm -hmm. And it's still been shaky. And you can't lose games like last night where you've got an Indians team that's just kind of scrapping to be 500. Luis Castillo obviously had a rough patch to start the season. And then he got it right starting in mid-May and really for the last two, two and a half months has pitched very well. Not a very good outing last night. And you need to be able to count on these guys because you get to this bullpen, even with the addition of Sessa and Givens, and it can still be a little shaky. Now their offense, especially at home, can usually make up for it with the Cincinnati Reds. And now especially having Castellanos back in the lineup, Joey Votto's been red hot. Jesse Winkers obviously had an all-star season, was named to that all-star team. So Reds have plenty a pop in that lineup but I just don't know if they have the bullpen and you look at, at the Brewers they've been steady Eddie they haven't really had a lot of regression Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff have been awesome this season and very much I think still kind of in that NL Cy Young mix even though they're kind of like third fourth fifth choice basically is what I've seen so far on those guys uh freddie peralta i keep waiting for him to regress because you look he's got a 181 batting average balls in play and a 368 xvip about a run and a half bigger than his era so that's one of those sell high type of candidates you're looking at for milwaukee so milwaukee actually has a double dip today at chicago freddie peralta does go in the first game incidentally enough he is getting faded in the market mm -hmm. i think because a lot of the people that bet those numbers like i do and see those numbers say okay regression eventually is going to come for this guy but I just, I, I, the Reds' best chance, I think, is if the Padres' bullpen uh, continues to get worn down and they're just having, uh, you know, jelly arms at the end of the season because they've been used so much. Yeah, I would agree with you. I, I think the Brewers are kind of in a different class as far as their team versus the Cincinnati Reds. The Brewers have been, I Looks believe, 
ahead. they're finally starting to hit a little bit. Yeah, because their exactly. bats have been pretty quiet most of the season. Yeah, last two and a half months, I believe they they are the hottest team in baseball. Let's take a look at the National League East, where the Phillies have taken over possession of first place. There took it away from the New York Mets, and they did it by winning eight games in a row. They will face Max Scherzer and the Dodgers tonight at home with Aaron Nola going for the fighting Phils. They are at even money to win the division. The Braves are a little better than two to one. The Mets are at the same price, plus 210. The Braves are two games back in the division, and the Mets are two and a half games back. Now, I know you've got a ticket on the Phillies. I don't think the Braves are, by, are out of this by any means. I don't either, even though their pitching has not really been good this season. And Drew Smiley, part of that, he is going to go today against the Cincinnati Reds. Sonny Gray on the bump for Cincinnati. But remember the halcyon days, Brady, earlier in the season where the Mets were like $4, minus $4 to win the NL East, and now all of a sudden they find themselves in third place. Yeah, I do have a ticket on the Phillies, albeit just at 6-1, to one, but this was a little bit before the Grom injury. Now all of a sudden you're starting to see Bryce Harper put up some MVP-type numbers, and Will Hill even mentioned it at the end of the last hour. Still maybe a little bit of value on Bryce Harper for MVP with Tatis being out, could be out of sight, out of mind. I think Tatis is about even money, minus 110. Bryce Harper you can still get 4 or 5 to 1 to win the MVP, and he's starting to find his groove here late in the summer. And Freddie Freeman didn't play the other night for Atlanta. We'll see if his health holds up there uh, also in that MVP race. Let's take a quick look at the American League West. We talked about the Oakland A's closing the gap there with the Houston Astros. Can the A's get this done, or are you still favoring Houston there? I still favor Houston. I'm not saying the A's can't get it done. They're only two games back, but... I still think Houston against a lot of lefty heavy rotations. They're still one of the best left-handing team and hitting teams in all major league baseball. Them and the White Sox really have been the top two all season. So, you know, maybe the Astros and we'll see if it starts tonight with Colorado in town, maybe that uh, three or four losing series at home against the Minnesota twins kind of got their attention saying, okay, come on guys. We can't blow these opportunities. We've kind of let Oakland back in the race here a little bit, but I still like the Astros. Yeah, I think uh, I think today will tell us something. The Oakland A's are on the road at Cleveland. They are not an easy out, and the Houston Astros get the Colorado uh, Colorado Rockies at home. So we'll see what develops here over the course of the next two days. Houston minus 900 favorites to win that American League West. We'll come back one more division to touch on, and then we get in back into some NFL football here as we wrap up the Lombardi line at Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. summer heats up so does the sports betting action at betmgm sign up now using the bonus code vsin 1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to one thousand dollars place your bets on all the exciting showdowns in major league baseball major league soccer and more sports from around the globe and when you register with betmgm you also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features like live betting options player props and daily boosted odds specials from breathtaking goals to colossal home runs the king of sportsbook takes every play to a new level of excitement. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com. Enter the bonus code VEASAN1000 to get back up to $1,000 on your very first wager. It's a new customer offer. Paid and free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the Lombardi line. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you finishing up the baseball talk here. One division we left out. We left out the AL Central because it looks like the White Sox are going to cruise there. The Cleveland Indians in second place, currently I believe 10 games behind the Pale Hose. It is much more competitive in the American League East West. The Tampa Bay Rays at minus 145 to take the crown here. The Red Sox, who have lost 8 out of their last 10 games and will play the Rays tonight at Fenway, they are plus 250 to win the division. They trail by four games. The Yankees, of course, they have gotten hot as of late. They are 6-1 to one to win the division. They're six games back, and let's not count out the Blue Jays just yet. 10-1 to one to win the division, and they're seven games back of Tampa Bay. Yeah, everybody else has gotten hot, really, except for the Boston Red Sox, even though I do like the Red Sox tonight. We mentioned and talked about that game earlier. Rodriguez against Patino tonight, but this is a division right now I don't know what to do with because 
I'm still not totally convinced on Tampa Bay. They were my pick in the preseason to win this division, but I'm still not totally convinced. But obviously the Red Sox, I need to see these bats start to catch a little bit of life here. And maybe Rodriguez, who's due some positive regression, kind of turns it around tonight against Tampa Bay and reverses these fortunes for the Carmines, as Hawk Carrollson used to like to call the Boston Red Sox, former member of that squad. But we talked about the Yankees as well. In the fact that, look, now it seems like this is their time. It seems like they're the value team to kind of win this division because they did add up and I think improve their team, adding Rizzo and Gallo at the deadline, finally getting some left-handed bats in that lineup. Only took them about 100 games to figure that out there (laughs) in the Bronx. But nevertheless, they do have them, but they don't have one of them now. And that's Anthony Rizzo's on this COVID list. So he's going to be out about a week and a half because Yankees have been through this already this season. When Aaron Judge missed time, when Gio Urshela missed time. Now Gio Urshela back on the injured list with a hamstring Gary Sanchez also on that COVID list Glaber Torres now just put on with the thumb injury I believe yesterday so he's on the 10-day injured list Aroldis Chapman Jordan Montgomery Garrett Cole Domingo Herman, all these names still on the injured list for the Yankees uh, that they're going to get back at various times. And let's not forget, Corey Kluber's been out since May. Luis Severino has been out since June. So it's like, you know, eventually you're going to collapse with all of these injuries, even with the reinforcements you brought in, because there's like two or three spots in the lineup for the Yankees every night where you got to put a guy that probably should be playing in Scranton right now in AAA <laughs> in the lineup because you have so many people out. So this is kind of go time for the pinstripes, but they're not able to go when all these injuries are kind of holding them back. Yeah, it just feels to me like it's not going to work out. And to your point, because there's so many players, well, when this guy comes back, well, when that guy comes back, mm-hmm. well, you know, it, it, it seems like uh, two steps forward, one step yes, back. You that's know, Aroldis Chapman just, just went out. So it, it doesn't seem like they're ever going to be able to assemble the entire roster, which is an incredibly talented roster. And the Rays, on the other hand, just feel steady. And mm-hmm. consistent. And, of course, the Red Sox were steady and consistent until this latest losing streak that they've been going through. But the, but the Rays just don't seem to go away. And, and, you know, it's easy to land on the favorite, but it just feels like that's the right choice yeah, right that's now. that's why I can't really go anywhere else because I think that they have been the steady Eddie. I, I, look, the Blue Jays are playing great, so I don't want to discount them. That's but the we, long shot I would take. We go back to what we've talked about, though. I think the Toronto Blue Jays are a 2022 mm-hmm. team and not yeah. a 2021 team. So... I think that they're just going to fall a little bit short, but they've been pretty darn competitive now. 10 games over 500. I believe uh, today I saw something on Twitter for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays because they're considered the home team uh, in that first game against against Los Angeles. But this is their fourth, quote, home stadium that they played in this year because, (laughs) of course, they played in Eden, Florida, and then they went to Buffalo, now back in Toronto, Ontario. So now a split uh, doubleheader here with the Los Angeles Angels where they will be the home team in Anaheim for one of these games. All right, let's take a look at some NFL season player props. And these are the players with the highest yardage props in their category. Would you go under or over? These are courtesy of our friends at BetMGM. 
And we'll start with passing yards and guess who's at the top of that list. That would be the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and his total for passing yards is better than 5,000 yards, 5,025 yards. And it's a pick em if you want to go under or over at minus 110 either way. Dak Prescott is the next choice. And we remember what a hot start he got off mm-hmm. to last year. I think he was throwing for over 450 yards a game before he went out with injury. He's at over 4,700 yards, almost 4,800 yards, 4,775 and a half also minus 110 either way. Uh, Matthew Stafford, of course, joins the Los Angeles Rams, much ballyhooed over the offseason. His number is at 4,600, 4,600 and a half yards. Will he go under or over? And I, I know you're high on the Rams, Wes, but I would look to go under on that number. I, I think the Rams are going to have a more balanced attack. Yes. I think they're going to run the ball. We know defense is outstanding for that team, and they're probably going to lean on that side of the ball quite a bit. So I would look um, in Stafford. We know he's typically coming from behind, and he's doing a lot of chucking for, of the ball when he was with the Detroit Lions. But now in his new uh, part of the country in Los Angeles, I'd be looking under 4,600 on Matthew I Stafford. I absolutely agree with you, and I was going to bring that up because, look, I think people are gravitating towards the over simply because Cam Akers, of course, their leading running back did go out for the season, but they've got Daryl Henderson. They probably bring somebody as a reinforcement when we start to get to cuts and whatnot. So the Rams, you know, anyway, are going to be a running back by committee. And I think we see Stafford put up all these numbers and it's like, oh man, what if he's with the real team right yeah, now? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and as a real defense, well, that real defense is going to allow the Rams and Sean McVay, I think, to be a little more deliberate with their play calling the Rams are going to win some games this year where they only score 20 or 23 points it's not like they're going to have to score 35 to 40 to win a game like you did in Detroit so and I think they obviously want to keep Matthew Stafford right here and they want to keep him healthy so I would be leaning to the under and and I go to the top of the list too with uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes the newest uh, Whataburger franchise owner because he is now bringing one to Kansas City how about we bring one to Las Vegas too that's what that if Matt you was sitting there that's what he would be <laughs> yeah. saying is how about we get a Whataburger here in uh, in Las Vegas but I digress Patrick Holmes 50 25.5 he has only gone over 5,000 yards by the way one time ah. and that was in 2018 where he had 50 97 50 touchdowns to 12 interceptions in what was essentially his rookie year it was his first year as a starter he did start one game as a rookie technically in 2017 so you know I'd be leaning a little bit under there too because Kansas City in that Super Bowl hang over spot and he has had some injuries look Patrick Mahomes wasn't healthy enough to make it through the playoff game last year it had to be Chad Henney that got that big first down that put away Cleveland in the uh, divisional playoff round so I'd be leaning a little bit under there with Patrick Mahomes uh, some of these other ones are priced right too. Dak Prescott 47 75 that's baked into the cake by the way Dak back throwing this week for Dallas uh, and you know when I'm going down the list Maybe Justin Herbert to the over, but I like that one. But I think just for the numbers, yes. Now, what gives me a little bit of pause, though, is with Justin Herbert, now you got film on him. 
Mm-hmm. He kind of came out of nowhere. Remember that game against Kansas City where the Chargers should have won and Kansas City wasn't ready for him? He kind of came out of nowhere. They brought in improvements around him. That offensive line, they right. have absolutely reformed around him. I think and that's a factor. He's got healthy running backs. He's got healthy receivers. So it's baked in. I still lean to the over, though, with Herbert. I think he's also got a better coach. Yes. Uh, now, Staley, of course. He's is, more of a defensive right, guy. but a defensive guy. But uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I have high hopes for the Chargers this year. It's not the first time I have. And you Usually, you know, it ends up uh, the offensive line gets injured and this and that. And the the other, Chargers char- end up chargering. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do charger things. But, uh, you know, I like the coach that they brought in, and I'm with you on Herbert. Let's take a look at the uh, wide receivers here real quick. Uh, Calvin Ridley tops the list, the Atlanta Falcons wide receiver, at 1,400 yards, 1,400 and a half yards. You want to go under or over that. Stephon Diggs, the next choice for the Buffalo Bills, at 1,350 and a half yards. Tyree Kill at 1300 along with Travis Kelsey, Justin Jefferson, and DeAndre Hopkins at 1300 and a half yards. And I went to the bottom of the list here. I think Justin Jefferson and DeAndre Hopkins would be two guys that I would look at to go over their total. Yeah, I agree with you on Jefferson. Now with Hopkins, a little bit of reinforcement down there in mm-hmm. Arizona. Of course, AJ Green, we'll see what he has left in the tank coming in from Cincinnati. And another guy that I think is going to be kind of a fantasy steal in your draft is Rondale Moore. Yes. The rookie out of Purdue they're going to hit him in the slot and have him just run after catch get him in the ball in space and that's going to get a lot of yards and move the chains for Arizona the top guys I think it's baked into the cake with Calvin Ridley now with the fact that Julio Jones mm-hmm. is now in Tennessee you have Arthur Smith is now the head coach down there in Atlanta so obviously they're banking on Ridley to have a big year I think maybe Atlanta will try to be a little bit more balanced so I thought 1400 at least at first glance looked high the guy who's going to get a lot of the attention down there for receiving the ball in Atlanta is Kyle Pitts. Sure. You know, sure. he might go more more yards than Calvin Ridley. We will see. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Next up, it is Mike Palm for the Nuts. We're going to send it over to the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Mr. Reynolds, thank you very much. Thank you to Stephanie Kamershack and Ann Goldstone. That's the Lombardi line, and this is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.